0: Okay. And so we're kicking it off. And this is, I think, episode four. I think this is episode four of the podcast, Full Spectrum Podcast. Uh, Thank you for joining me again, Ryan Bowman. I'm the host, Aaron Bean. And so, Ryan, you've been on the podcast. This is your third time out of four episodes. I I see a trend here. I, I feel like this is a pattern.
1: Hey, man. Keep it going.
0: I'm still trying to figure this whole thing out. So, I mean, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what we do here in terms of like co-host, host host sort of situation. But uh, we were just talking before we got started about what?
1: Uh, The slap heard round the world.
0: The slap heard round the world. What is that?
1: Uh, You know, when uh, Mr. Will Smith, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, casually jaunted on to the Oscars stage and... Proceeded to what it seems like uh, physically assault Chris Rock for making a joke about his wife in reference to GI Jane. Allegedly, yes. Allegedly, he did those things. Yeah, allegedly on live TV. And and, and what's what's <laughs> been your perception
0: of the the aftermath and the backlash and, the, but like, what are you seeing people how how
1: people are reacting? Hey, you know, like, yep, those things occurred, but is that really what we should all be talking about at this point? Um, there's quite a lot of other things that are going on that.
0: Well, cause require. yeah, cause some people say like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm team. Will," you know, like he was defending his wife, you know, and that was inappropriate that Chris Rock said that. And I wish men would stand up for women more like that. And then there's people that are like, violence is never the answer. You don't want to set that example, you know, like words are, you know, how you want to go with that. And um also it's like it's it's a very antiquated way of looking at gender dynamics too like oh he's a man he has to protect his woman because she's under threat you know and then there's the people who believe that this is all the distraction and it sounded like you were falling into that camp
1: i'm not necessarily falling into that camp as much oh. as looking at what really all the uh obvious options are for what's going on and then finding out whether i give a shit about any of them because again there's so many other things going on so it's really sad i mean i
0: can't think of any major other news that's going on in the world it's been pretty slow
1: lately yeah, you know, World War Three on the precipice. You've got Ukraine. Oh, yeah, you've got gas prices that are. in, you know, I don't know. That's a whole other subject. I don't think gas prices should go up as technology gets better and it becomes easier and more efficient to make. And well, but
0: obviously, it's not just about technology. There's a lot of politics involved. You know, like yeah.
1: politics are the reason
0: why <laughs> gas prices go up or down. Like, couple, you know, countries are all getting along and things are easy peasy. Well, guess what? Gas is pretty cheap all of a sudden there gets to be a little tension in the world
1: and things start to tighten up, you know? You see how that, that, the, the core root there is like that whole process of greedy people, like hoarding resources. If you, if you, if you got rid of that, then you wouldn't have tension and you just, it, there'd be no reason really. So if,
0: with... if you didn't have preppers that were like hoarding all the, the MREs and the meals in a bag and all the potable water, those people, that's the reason why there's global tension.
1: You know, I would I would venture to say that's where I live um, in the reality of you know my day to day.
0: Uh, I think it's way more complicated than that. I mean, you're talking about geopolitics, you know, like.
1: Oh, geopolitics aside, there are people (laughs) that can pay governments to take down bridges just to drive their yacht through them. So, you know, and he does in a country, he's just a regular human being. And then another human being just shooting himself off into space and another one going. All three of them went to space. So like governments, you know, and I'm not I'm not I'm not foolish enough to assume that everybody's money is posted honestly on the Forbes list. So I don't even assume that Elon Musk is remotely the richest man on Earth. Here's
0: one thought on that thing about them going up to space, right? Like if we see NASA, you know, like an official government agency send a rocket up into space with people, we're like, yeah, yeah, that's great. What a great use of public resources. And then a private company spends their own private money to do the same thing and like expand and, and grow the technology and like, um, you know reach new layers of complexity in terms of what we can achieve outside of the earth people are like oh wow what a fucking joke like who fucking cares you know like oh good you guys went on a dick measuring contest to get up to space like if this was the government doing this we would all applaud it you know
1: that, that, that's a big part of the idea of great marketing um, and uh, also at the same time you know I look at it and agree with you, the government's better at it, the marketing behind it because really they don't, I I don't see how it's, I mean, I'm a big fan of Elon Musk and what they're doing technologi- technologically, it's advancing us. It's preparing us for a infinite, like a, a probability that is so likely to end humanity, because you know the, the history that we know of the geology on the planet and different extinction periods, you know the likelihood of something like that happening on this one planet is very high. So to the idea are you of talking about
0: a natural extinction,
1: yeah, just by like meteor, global climate change, some sort of thing, or World War Three, you know, nuclear fallout. Those things are all probable probab- probabilities that are likely one eventually will happen. So why wouldn't we want to seminate another of an infinite amount of planets and start to do that and Vice versa, being like the technology we get off of it saves lives, extends lives, helps make a more sustainable planet because of solar infusions and building batteries to withstand those things.
0: Well, not to mention, you know, with Starlink, with his other company that provides the satellite internet anywhere in the world, they sent all these terminals to Ukraine right now, which is fighting this brutal, nasty war on their own home turf. And, you know, when your telecom goes out because there's bombing everywhere, and then all of a sudden you get this reliable like movable portable you know anywhere you want wi-fi like that's enabled their drone program to really be functional outside of just their core headquarters it's they've been able to like actually coordinate while they're going out on missions beyond like where their central hub is it's you know it's crucial and that's a huge like positive effect that i don't maybe he's making a profit on it but i doubt it you know
1: um it's great pr it, it, you know, it, but the PR, yeah, it's great PR if people end up hearing it, but you don't hear the media talking about that. They're talking about the facts he doesn't pay taxes. And it's like, well, yes. this is where I get into that battle because, you know, some people see me as a liberal and some people see me as whatever. But like, its I don't think that you need to tax the rich until you can trust the government to do what they do better with the money they have when they're spending so much money on the industrial, the military industrial complex and doing what they do economically, I don't trust them with my money. I would much rather have someone doing exactly what Elon's doing or Mark Cuban's doing, like by providing that, that do that as a politician, do what he did for that. They're plenty rich to do it. He just did it. And that was impressive to me. That's why I'm a big fan of the the idea of him running.
0: The government can do things like that when they want to. Like, if you look back in the sixties with the Apollo programs, like they, they had a will and they made it happen in a remarkable, like you know, expansion of our technological capabilities in like a five-year period. And they can do it again. But it's it's just been like mismanaged, it seems, in the last several decades because we haven't made any progress. Like maybe it's a lack of funding. Maybe it's a lack of central vision. I don't know. But like, you, I don't feel like we've seen any meaningful advancements in the space uh, arena from the government agencies. It's all been private.
1: Exactly. And I think that's because... At the time when we were doing those things, and just previous, it was the government who was doing that. And then they like outsourced shit and tried to like sell franchises of different parts of itself, like harvested its organs. It was like one, oh, like Power Rangers, when they come together, it was like the mega Power Ranger. And then it was like, I'm going to sell this piece and like just started piecing itself out in a different way. That was the mighty morph
0: in US government.
1: Well, yeah, you think about it, like when like Rockefeller and those major, major people started in the industrial era and they just, Made themselves so, Carnegie, like they made themselves so big in industries of power that they were bigger than governments, and then they started maneuvering government in, in sense, this industrial like capitalistic well.
0: way. Elon's he- bigger than governments, you know. Like Elon publicly yeah. challenged Vladimir Putin to a fist fight on Twitter. That was sick. It's so, like.
1: You no, know how like, many people have threatened Vladimir Putin on social media? I mean, it's probably countless people, but Elon right, Musk.
0: Nobody Twitter. cares when they do it. Elon <laughs> Musk does it.
1: Like, yeah. It's like, I've yeah, never Putin seen Joe does. Biden
0: do that. Like, imagine, well, you might have seen Trump do that. You never know. Like, she, he might have tweeted that. Oh, okay. But, like, yeah. you know, if it was good
1: for his PR, that guy would have done it. But when he was in there, I, he was I a, will boy. Be the shit. I a good He's such a good man. <laughs> I think he's an honest genius. Oh, well, yeah, We're that's true. Media. Yeah. So, he is, is what he is. <laughs> He says what he needs to say in order to, you know, get (sighs) it done. I was hoping we wouldn't have to talk
0: about Donald Trump. God damn it.
1: Either way, we can keep going. I mean, but I don't.
0: So Ukraine, let's let's talk about
1: Ukraine.
0: Do you follow it really like religiously, like daily? Are you checking in
1: on all the updates? No, it sickens me. I don't try to give it that much energy. It's a very basic thing for me. You know, people are, uh, Russell Brand did an episode and he was talking about like the whole situation. Hey, and um, he uh, explained, like, they're not doing anything illegal. Like, from a military law standpoint, they're just invading a country. And I'm thinking of myself as a regular human being, right? Nothing illegal. They're committing mass murder.
0: Yeah. On a daily basis. Yeah. Has, yeah. Yeah, they're committing war crimes for sure. And it's like, at what point? at what point does the United States have a moral obligation to step in and involve itself? you know Joe Biden's been very clear he's saying we're not going in there. We're not putting boots on the ground. We're not invading. We're not, you know, we're just kind of helping the Ukrainians. But at what point do you think the U.S. has a moral obligation to do something?
1: Uh, I, I, I personally think that at that time has excessively passed. Really? Um, it's, well, I mean, it depends on what you're talking about. The United States, I don't again, I don't trust them with my money. I don't trust them with my lives of my kinfolk. So um I'm looking at it from, you know, the United States of America as a corporation. Well, yeah, they're going to sell the war. I mean, I've seen Nicolas Cage in God of War and plenty of other movies that talk about how the military industrial complex makes its money and how the government people that established in this country as our politicians, Joe Biden, et cetera, are all established in different key metrics financially that benefit from it. So um, it makes it really, you know, difficult to trust either side and therefore, you know, my thoughts on it is if America, the United States should promote war till it's blue in the face because it's all about money and it wants to, you know, continue to hoard money and send it to the rich people um, while it's it.
0: Cynical, y- but I mean, probably not wrong on most of those points. Yeah. Like, so, what do you see yeah. this doing to like, the? I, I think about like the world order, right? So Ray yeah. Dalio has a, has a book, How to Deal with the Changing World Order. Um, and I've listened to part of it. It's really like a very technical and very dense, so it's kind of a tough listen. But um you know, for since basically since the end of World War II, the United States has been like the top dog culturally, you know, and in terms of military and, and global influence. And um, it it seemed like for a while, China was kind of taking over, at least for you know a, a large segment of you know, like global trade and whatnot. But do you see that this conflict in Ukraine is going to change things for the the, the world order in terms of the
1: superpowers? Uh, <laughs> man, No, uh, I mean, if you're thinking about it like the superpowers like the United States, Russia and countries, yes. I think that they'll change the way the game looks to keep, the competitive edge um, for patriotism as a divisive line between groups of us, um, establishing ourselves as pro this or pro that. Um, But the powers that be, the world powers, the people that we talked about earlier, that rich family line, which has expanded into other rich heritages, but them, no, actually, I think that none of that's gonna change. I think the, the kings of that are the kings of that, the queens, et cetera, and they have a hierarchy built within that system and it's financially driven. And I think that um, that's just the way that the system's built capitalistically um, from the beginning, most likely the industrial age.
0: Yeah, so I mean, you're. it sounds like you're not very optimistic about things changing
1: in a positive way. Uh, no, that's not true though. I, I have a belief in, um, like we talked about with technology earlier and the benefits you know, in a positive light. Um, I believe in what Jacques Fresco um, really pioneered in uh, 1972, uh, Larry King interview. Look it up, Google, Google. He was the um, guy with the Unity Project, right? Or Venus Project. The Venus Project, yeah. He, he called it, at the time, he called it socio-cyber engineering. Mm-hmm. So he was taking, like, technology, the things that we established in, like, the 60 for the Moon and all that advanced technology that we have, and putting it to use in a way to sustain life. And the core purpose of technology is to improve the environment and human, uh, humanity's existence individually. So we all would share in abundance. There wouldn't be like a money. And like we would figure out the problem like with food, very easy example. We have all this food, but we waste over fifty percent of the food due to, you know, planned obsolescence. It doesn't look good. It's not the right type of produce. We just can't get it from point A to point B because it's gonna rot and stuff like that. Logistics issues, basic mathematical logistics issues, and we have trains in China that go three hundred and fifty miles an hour that easily could take care of that logistics issue in our country alone, getting things from point A to point B in a refrigerated status, etc. So we don't employ that in our industrial you know build back better we're not doing high speed three you know trains that are like that and building a new railroad why not that doesn't make no goddamn sense does it because it's not financial right now by the way yes by i I
0: don't interrupt you because you're on a roll here but like (laughs) are you okay yeah i got she's
1: she's a year and a half old and i've had her for 48 hours okay well she's
0: comfortable with you i guess she's
1: yeah in order to do what i got to do i got to be a little bit more loud than i am right now hey hi i know you've been up here sitting down at me for like the whole time but we're going to oh, watch really. this see here you got a little bit of viewership yeah there she is oh there she is what's what's her name uh lily but she doesn't respond to lily oh well <laughs> she just yeah she just kind of doesn't she she won't even acknowledge her name it's interesting um it's been a whole that's a whole nother experience that's been over the last few hours
0: <laughs> that's fun man Can thank I you babe it? um so i think we got sidetracked there
1: yeah sorry about that
0: <laughs> it's all good no it's all good I, I i wanted to go back to this uh i listened to this podcast from i think the new york times it was the daily i want to say and it was about it was called like what do the russians think of what's going on in ukraine and it was really sad because there was this guy who is a Russian living in Ukraine in Kiev with his family. And he was, you know, staying at home. They were sheltered and the bombs were falling. They, you know, <clears throat> things were getting blown up. And he realized he's like, I haven't talked to my dad yet. My dad that lives in Russia. He's like, Russian lives in Russia. And he calls his dad and he's like, hey, daddy, here, you know, here's what's going on. You know, I'm okay though. And his dad goes, no, I mean, that's not, that's not, that's not what's happening. No, it's a, it's a peacekeeping mission. Yeah. The, the Russian soldiers are there to liberate the, the Ukrainians from, from the Nazis. And he's like, no dad, like there's bombs falling around my neighborhood. Like we're being attacked, you know, like the Russian army is invading us. And, and his dad is like, no, that that's lies. You're being lied to. And it was his dad and his dad didn't believe the son, you know, like what, what his lived experience was. And it's like, we, we, this made me think of with americans and with qAnon and with this big qAnon cult that that people will literally alienate themselves from their family members because they're so fervently attached to this idea and they are re- totally dogmatic and refusing to open their mind even a little bit it's like how did we get here right
1: we have a lot of books that told us that we were going to get here george orwell uh, brave wow. new world i mean different different epic novels and artists that kind of gave us a forewarning, like the Simpsons, you know, everything that comes out yeah, of that yeah. thing is, yeah, they, they're amazing. But, um, you know, it it's also, I think it all, it all goes back to that uh, core this thing we talked about with the government. There's people that know they're, we're a smart species. And when applied and given the tools and the information in book or digitally these days, when given that information, you can advance. And I think there's a group of people that have hoarded ways to manipulate and that whole thing with America where we think it's one way. Well, there's nothing saying that it's not just as possible that they absolutely believe that it's that way and that we're wrong, i.e. Afghanistan, Iran, Iraq, uh, so many other times, Vietnam, okay? So we've been that person. So there's no way that we can honestly sit here and say that they can't be that person too or that they're wrong.
0: On a different scale, it's like to, to, to say that like there's people that say like this whole thing in Ukraine is like a setup and it's the Russians aren't even involved. There There's one guy online was saying there's no even Russians in Ukraine right now. It's the Ukrainians in a civil war and they're trying to blame it on Russia. It's like, oh, that's pretty good are you talking about. Like,
1: that's good where are you, any,
0: <laughs> it's like, bro, what are you smoking? You know, it's I we'll think th- it, this is a very clear example of what's what's right and what's wrong.
1: Yeah. Right? I think it's very narrative
0: yeah like i don't i don't think there's any chance that in 20 years we're going to look back and say like dang actually the ukrainians were the bad guys we we should have been on the russian side the whole time you know like we did we did that with all these other uh, you know countries that we had invaded you know and tried to prop up a new regime and install democracy like that didn't work you know regime building doesn't work and that's why we shouldn't do it there mm-hmm. in ukraine but we we can say for sure that like if it came down to it, we would be on the side of Ukraine because they're in their own country and Russia is in their country. It's very clear who the aggressor is.
1: That that is that may be true. And I can understand that um, in terms of the physical aggression. And trust me, I, I'm, I stand with the people of Ukraine. I want that to be very, very clear. Um, they are the people being assaulted. And to his question, that could be taken as I agree, but it's not necessarily that way. Um, I see that both sides of this conflict, um, it's more complex. Uh, Ukraine is being, you know, fed weapons of war to defend itself by the very people that Russia says they're scared of joining that area because they don't they didn't want ukraine to join nato is one of the theories as to what was going on and it could have been compiled these all those theories could actually be a list of why he was like this is way too many reasons you know so you look at that and it's okay so they're to the russians rightfully taking back their land that they historically feel that they have rights to or they're you know trying to seize who knows what's right, you know, because obviously murdering people is internationally okay. So, um, you know, you look at it as maybe they're just trying to get resources because there is an abundant amount of resources there in a country that is losing money financially, that needs to be able to have feed its own people, let alone control the food so that they can propagate themselves inside of this economic world system and try to restore their glory. Who knows? There are so many reasons why... I think um, it was a NATO thing. I think because Putin said it very
0: clearly multiple times, like we are not going to have a NATO country on our border. You know, like it's not going to happen. And then you know they, you know, there's theories out there that we could have quashed this all and not even been in this position if the UK and or the US and NATO and everybody had been like, hey, just to be clear, Ukraine is not going to be in NATO, right? But Anthony Blinken, this, um, the Secretary of State made it ambiguous he was like well you know it's always on the table you know NATO's always open to expansion and then that made Russia nervous right and it's uh it's really sad because most of the Russians like 83 percent of them are pro-Putin you know and granted who knows how reliable those polls are because of you know people's reticence to be honest you know like that's speaking of those dystopian novels that's one of those things where in Brave New World um nobody would be or no it was in 1984 actually it was in uh uh 1984 i think it was like nobody would be honest every everybody would just like lie about it and just kind of like
1: look the other way double think like yeah they, they they would it was kind of like cognitive dis- dissonance you know in a way like they just it knowing the truth just would alter their reality to such a degree that it would fracture and i think you get um metaphoric narrative for that in some theater when you look at like um the uh, spotless mind and uh you know what dreams may come sort of things where you, you're, you're fragmented by something so emotionally that you live in two separate realities and you can only be in one at a time or like memento uh, yeah yeah exactly like they they, they can't cope with it. So they just ignore it. Like you you see it with the boomers and the whole like climate change and uh it's a hoax and everything's a damn hoax. Yeah. You know, or you know, you've got your conspiracy theories and you know people that don't think we landed on the moon. No matter how much evidence you give them, it won't matter. And that's okay. You got to be in a free world. You got to let people do that. I guess I'm not super big fan of it, but I might want to like be safe enough to find a place where I don't have to be around those people. Yeah. If that means I can go with Elon to Mars and there won't be any people like that, that kind of looks enticing. If there's some green and some snow, I need some mountains to shred. mm, I don't think you're going to find that in Mars. No, it's going to
0: be a harsh existence. I think those early settlers are really going to be regretting their decision. Just like, fuck, why did I come up here?
1: Information and technology advancing at warp speed could change that perspective just as fast as we thought the brick phone was the shit on Saved yeah, by the Bell.
0: We'll be dead though. So it's like, whatever
1: <laughs> hope my grandkids have
0: fun on Mars, but whatever.
1: It's like I hope, we, I hope we do more than Mars. I hope that the success of Mars builds like, like kind of like the inspiration for other people to be like, Oh, they can do it on Mars. Cool. Then this is an idea and starts Taking and just shooting and off, just seeds no of other habitable
0: planets. You know, they're looking for these planets in the Goldilocks zone with these high, high-powered like the James Webb Telescope, and it's like they still haven't found one. You know, they they haven't found a really good candidate that's anywhere near to being close enough to be reachable. You know, like, Opposite, you know
1: well, reachable. That's yeah, that's the key. There, that's the thing is yeah. like
0: even Andromeda, the most the closest galaxy, is like a thousand light years away. Like, good luck.
1: You know, bye. I, I, the possibility of developing that technology at a fast pace is not necessarily as far-fetched as one might think when you look at the state of our technological status. I think it's relative, like in a hundred years, maybe. We're we're, we're building fusion reactors that are hotter than the sun in, in, in China. We've got microchips that are absolutely insane. Elon Musk send in rockets that are the size of the Empire State Building out of the fucking solar system, out of the atmosphere. And that stuff happening within a mere three, four years. I watched the entire process of him shooting that first one up and figuring out how to land it. And he did it within six months. Yeah. Because well, yeah, his, 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 his engineers s- did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you for that. Then that, I was totally misto- misspoken on that. You're right. They, what they created, that teamwork. Like he, he's
0: good at cracking the whip and like having the vision and leading the company. Like he's great at that, you know, like, yeah and he's a smart guy he's obviously a, i bet he could do it himself the engineering work but i'm just sure he's so busy with the running the company he, he doesn't have time to actually sit down with pen and paper you know
1: i actually think he would in all serious honesty they asked him for the money for the food situation uh pull that um he has done the thing with ukraine with the satellites his entire mission originally like when he, he was a kid, he had PayPal, he sold PayPal, made some money, and then started up his dreams, SpaceX and Tesla. Mm-hmm. And he went down to almost being broke before they took off because he didn't want to take money from other people because it was a far-fetched idea. And he proved it. Then he proved it. Then he profited. It's not about him actually making the money. It's about what he's doing to advance humanity. He's got a whole different thought. That's why he moved, sold his house. Once he realized he needed more funding, sold all his personal possessions at a moment of consciousness that was like, I'm all in on helping humanity. And he went to it. Now he lives in a tiny home that he rents from SpaceX. So his money goes to him, then goes back to SpaceX. It's smart. It goes right back to his project because he's trying to seriously help keep humanity in the solar system for all time.
0: Well, I mean, why not
1: out of the solar system if we can, you know, shit. Well, yeah. Well, I think the technology could rapidly, rapidly, like way faster than what we've seen. I think it's technology and stuff has been on this type of curve. And we're about to hit like that point where it's going to be so exponential. We can't even fathom it. And we are going to hit that mind breaking point. And only some people are going to be able to take it. And that might be why the powers that be hamper it down a little bit every once in a while and make an excuse like oh we came up with this to prevent war and they're gonna and that's why you, you look at Ukraine oh, maybe,
0: maybe we're not ready for it yet
1: maybe I think that that's not necessarily someone else's decision kind of like my first time you know that was my decision and I loved owning it you know my body my choice like And I think of the knowledge of the human existence as a collective thing, kind of how you brought up with uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk didn't do that. That was a group, a large group of people that learned from other people, that learned from other people. And that chain and connectivity for people, it's not about the one person that's the face of the organization. We have to be able to move past that pyramid mentality that made pharaohs and created this whole hierarchy system and get away from that. And there's so many different, you know, historical references. That was just the symbol I came up with. Okay. But, um, you know, looking at it from a, you know, bottom to top, they sit on top of the masses and they do all the work and get no credit. Um, like you can take pri- our data. If you understand how that works, we're giving our data, we're giving all of this precious stuff to them and we're getting nothing for it. In fact, we're paying for it in return. We're giving them all this precious gold that is ourselves and our perspective and our knowledge of things so they could develop products, improve things off of our choices. And all of this stuff is readily available. They could share that with everybody. Every small business owner would instantly be able to access what do people want and boom, they would know and they would be able to find it and it would make this system that we have.
0: And isn't that in a sense for our benefit? I mean, nowadays, like when you get an Instagram ad, how many times have you seen an Instagram ad lately? And you're like, dang, I actually kind of want that. Like, it's like, they're learning, you know, they're very targeted now. And, you know, when you're, when you're talking with your friend and you're like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about buying a longboard. And then lo and behold, you start seeing advertising. A longboard. (laughs) You know what? It's a little creepy. Yes. A little big brother, a little big eye in the sky, but it's also a lot of convenience, you know, like it's, making things easy
1: yeah it, it 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 does make things easy and lulls you into a place where you feel like you should buy in to that program because it makes it easy and that you think it's good for you in the long run but you know look where that whole idea of buying more things to make it easy has gotten us you know that's that's the problem like look at all it, my it, trinkets. It's not, Look yeah. At all stuff. Yeah. Look at all my stuff while the world burns, <laughs> you know, so, you know, that's, that's fine and dandy. But, um, I think part of being a human and being an animal is you know, that survival, like, and balancing those things and not being like, Oh, I've got it easy, but I got to like braid it out a little bit for these months and figure out where I got to get my nuts and my berries, you know, to do this thing and be, <laughs> you know, be a little bit more in tune with what's around you. And we have not been, so it leaves us very vulnerable in an evolutionary way. Um, but I also think that it's, it's simultaneously also moving with uh, humanity, technology, um, and nature are coming to a point where they, they need to intersect. Um, so
0: we can become androids. We can have chips implanted in our bodies. Are you for Bill Gates putting a chip in my body?
1: Not Bill Gates. He hasn't brought out any different technology that said that was what they're going to do. But Elon, Elon Musk, Musk. Can exactly, Elon Musk
0: put a chip in my
1: body. I would I would think that it would be more uh, an option since it's a private industry and you can choose to do it. And um, well,
0: I do Bill Gates's chip. I can have Microsoft Office.
1: Yeah, well, it's also mandated with the vaccine, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so you don't get a choice. You have to get it because you're going to lose your job. <laughs> okay well that's why my wife got it like she had to get it otherwise she was as a healthcare care provider she would have lost her job and that would a
0: lot of people did that a lot of people didn't want to but had to
1: yeah i i, I chose not to because i am a, a financial bum um mm-hmm. but uh you know i got some other entrepreneurial things that i'm endeavored in well can't you I go back grinded. to it now what massage yeah no uh at this point no I don't want to personally. I am not inspired and or care to work on people for certain reasons. Um, it It's detrimental to my mental well-being. And I want to put in my focus and energy into other things, not just like trying to pay the bills like we've been talking about. Like I'm trying to figure out a way to be my unique self and profit within this system to a point where I can rebuild a new system, much like the Venus Project, but probably adapted in a way like, they've kind of become apparent, the appearance of them is to be, had they become too culty. And I don't think that they've taken advantage of the idea of proper marketing and um, building out of their vision um they have some genius people there do not get me wrong I am I am pawn scum to the likes of the people that are involved there um when it comes to, to self-denigrate yeah yeah but like you know I was just talking about like the level of food chain like it's just a hype thing and I didn't want to give numbers but um you know so I'm looking You're at it around like, the bottom of the totem pole yeah basically yeah, I, 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 but, if I can culturally appropriate go ahead. I like it you know I it, it, it's a measuring stick it's not necessarily an insult but, um, you know, I look at it like they are really smart and they got some people, but their marketing on it isn't, you know, they're not Disneyland. You know, they're not getting funded to attract people to a place where, hey, look, here's this wonderful place where we have golf courses and everything and everything's going to come to you and everyone here that lives golf here. Courses. Yeah, they're they're built like Rick. Have you ever seen the you gotta see the video, man? I, I've seen
0: I've seen a little bit. It was like a decade ago too. It was like one of those nights I was like,
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, Watch the whole thing. It's really impressive. Um, he was a genius and he has the credentials and engineering stuff to back it up for days, but he devoted his life to this intentionally. And okay, so
0: um, how about this? If this was really the the way to go, like you know, as close to we can what we can have is a utopia, right? Uh how would why would that not catch on? Why would that not work?
1: Oh, well, one, it, like I said, the, the powers that be can't profit from it. You look at uh, another a previous example in history at the same point um, when hemp was uh, basically tampered down in 1937 and they started pushing against it. That's when Rockefeller, Carnegie and them and Ford had figured out how to build a car completely out of hemp that ran out of hemp, carbon fiber. It was lighter, it was more efficient, got better gas mileage, those things. And you have the Carnegies and Rockefellers and the people that own the oil, steel industries that are like, no, 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 no. That's an endless sustainable product that can produce this thing. But if we break it into pieces and make it resource heavy, we can charge more and we can create this industry where those individuals thrive as opposed to humanity focused decision would have been to go with the sustainable carbon fiber model and we would have had electric cars a long time ago and these decisions moving forward would have been extensive we had electric cars in 1912 i mean just focus on that instead of worrying about profits focus on advancements and what's going to be beneficial in the long run the, the idea behind profits has driven industry for so long we don't even really understand it.
0: My, my my question is this, when it comes to like one of these societies that's supposed to be perfect and, you know, there's no crime because there's no greed and there's no need for like, you know, theft and stuff like that, but like, <coughs> excuse me, that doesn't explain how like in certain affluent societies like ours, there are people who don't need things but steal them, you know, and there's people that act uh, in ways that we would all agree would would not be in accordance with our social contract. You know, like most of us have this belief that, you know, you go, you drive down the road and you mind your business and you don't mess with somebody else. And if, you know, you know, you don't cut people off in traffic and and whatnot, but there's certain people that just don't seem to agree with that social contract. And they're like, I don't want it. I'm going to act crazy. I'm going to throw food at the lady at Walmart. You know, I'm going to, you know, kick this hobo, I'm gonna you know do all these crazy things. It's like how do we how do we stop that? you know if is that ever gonna go away?
1: Uh, I think in the society, it's actually uh, Jacques actually has a whole section on that. Um, he's been a long time. he's got a lot of angles. but uh, you know people are a product of their environment and you know what happens in their environment structures them and changes how they perceive things and their reactions, and they build coping mechanisms. They learn to speak. These things happen through your environment and where you're at. Um, So I think it's more complex than we give it credit. And the issues that are happening with these people, they've grown up in a society surrounded by, you know, these things being acceptable, you know? And seeing when someone's when someone's having a bad day or, you know, things are down, what do we do? We go get drunk. We have a drink. We do this. Media pushes it. The Hollywood pushes it. Your fucking history pushes it with your bad drunk fathers and Native Americans who are basically killing themselves still. It makes no sense. And, you know, those type of things. That's what we're given. Those are our coping mechanisms. Go smoke pipe and drink whiskey. You know, fuck. Okay, cool. That's what people do. They re- they resort to these things when things are difficult. And today's society is obviously difficult. Our suicide numbers are up Our addiction numbers are up Our life expectancy is going backwards. You know, there's so many things going on right now that, you know, it, it, it's a little threatening. Why though? Like, why are we, why are we experiencing
0: sure. this? We have the technology, we have the affluent, we have the money, like wh- where are things breaking down? Because it's like, if this is like the, the the beginning, the fraying of the edges of the fabric of the sweater that eventually like the structure just kind of falls apart, you know? Like, um, right, it starts, it starts as kids who are willing to like record themselves on TikTok, throwing a drink in somebody's face for clout. You know, we start there. And then we we work up to, there's no respect for personal property and people are just feel comfortable shoplifting and they don't care and they have no shame. And then at what point does it really devolve into like real social
1: anarchy? Like I was saying with the program, I got on a tangent I guess, but with the program that Jacques puts in place, when you don't have to worry about where your food's coming from, you don't have to worry about fresh water, clean, uh, healthcare, healthcare is paid for. You don't have to worry about, you know, your house burning down because we have technology to build buildings out of non-flammable material that is completely sustainable. Um, you know, when you have these things and you can break down the economics of society and throw them away and be like, okay, I don't need this structure. This doesn't help me. We have all those, we have plenty of resources. We have a- abundance of the resources to execute this, Type of structure, uh, yet we we it's a logistics. It's whether in the logistics to me is because people are hoarding it. That, that those that they're like, oh well, and kind of like why Russia bring all this together? Why Russia might need to be going into Ukraine is for those resources, or why countries go into the Middle East because of oil or you know opioids or things of that nature. Um, that type of influence really drives a lot of things
0: yeah you know but i i still think that that doesn't explain it because you know you're it's kind of an explanation of like maslow's hierarchy of needs it's like the argument saying (laughs) oh they've got these needs taken care of so they're not gonna they're not gonna rob people they're not gonna be greedy they're not gonna do all this we'll live in harmony but if that was true then why would we see the people who are rich and affluent and have comfortable lives today doing some of the more despicable shit you know like when you hear about prince what's his prince philip or whatever the the british uh prince who is like had a bunch of I think he had kitty porn or something like that, or he was caught like with young yeah. girls. It's like he was part of the
1: Epstein stuff.
0: Yeah, like dude, dude had everything he had ever wanted, and maybe that's why he got to where he got. But it's like, if we just had a thing where everybody had all their needs taken care of, like in his community, like in his social group, in his world, everything was taken care of, and yet he still did sick shit. You know, like he had no reason to, he could have just been a decent person and been like, cool, I'm set. Like I have it made. I don't have to do anything. I just have to go to parties the rest of my life. I just have to not bang a teenager. I just can't. But he fucking had to do it because he's a piece of shit, you know? And it's like, even in the Venus Project, I feel like sometimes people are just pieces of shit,
1: no matter what. I'm not going to disagree with you on that note, but to the point of the Venus Project is like, there's, a, there's reasons that people have mental issues of that nature and they usually break down to triggers in life that some people won't see because they haven't been in those shoes. Now, if you were to put me in a shoe like that, I am not saying that I would do anything this man would do. But um, you know, I can see like maybe he, he sees his surroundings and he realizes on some level that he's part of a piece of shit society. So he acts like a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Because A, it's acceptable. I am this. Do you think
0: that's it, a, dev- a valid excuse though?
1: No, no, It, it's an, it, I don't know of excuse. Like we're all living this life. And again, I could be seeing things wrong, but from where I'm sitting in my perspective, I much rather see the option of going forward with helping people and trying to systemically change something over time to You know, make a change as opposed to stick with something I know isn't working and is and I know the situation is creating.
0: You're a good person. Not everybody is a good person. Not yet. (laughs) Well, I love the optimism, I have to say, (laughs) I really do. I think it's nice to think that, like, gosh, in 150 years, we're just gonna be like arm in arm, you know, running through fields and shit, you know, like sound of music, but like. I don't think nothing in history has indicated that that's what we're, we're we're getting better in terms of war and cutting each other's guts out. But I mean, like, it's you know, worse.
1: It's the, the, what we do today is worse. It's no. it's, mass, it's it's massive. It's in it's it's hidden well, like you they in the dark. No in honor. You we're
0: in constant fear of death. Like death was around yeah. the corner all yeah. the time. We are yeah. very comfortable.
1: It's a completely different scenario. First of all, and it's not necessary because they feed it to us through fear on everything they post. You have to be afraid of the war. You have to be afraid that you're going to make it. You're going to have to be afraid of your neighbor. You're going to have to be afraid of the people that are you know, going to lose their mind because there's going to be somebody that's crazy. You know, when in reality, you know, those situations, you know, the majority of them are survival choices like fuck man people was live, dude dude needed to make money or he needed to buy a new that sounds really dire i don't think
0: it's that dire yet i don't it's not like there's people in this country out there every day making life or death choices like oh if i don't eat today i'm gonna die you know like
1: oh yeah there is yep have you worked at the food bank have you seen some of those people no i I saw i I saw a nine-year-old boy Grab a bag of, uh, uh, grab a, a big old box of food, more than he could carry. And I helped him walk two blocks before I had to go back and volunteer. And I was, I cried. Like, it, it, and he, I was like, how farther, how much farther you got to go? And he's like, you know, a few blocks down by like the lake. And I'm like, what the, this is, well, that's ridiculous. kind of my
0: point though. In this country, we have that. We have food banks, you know, like in, in, in a lot of countries, <laughs> they don't,
1: you know, like, yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. But this, that, that to me is like, oh, well, we're not as bad when we have the option to be like, oh, that doesn't exist.
0: I think and America has, a, sure. has more of a fat problem than a skinny problem. We'll
1: exactly. And, and yet we still have homeless, starving veterans that literally die of starvation. There are yeah. statistics to back all this up. People die of starvation. I'm sure. Yes, veteran.
0: some do. I'm not saying that zero people starve to death in the United States like that would. That's not technically possible. Right. Of course, there's at least some. Right. Yeah, no doubt. And But the problem, I don't think their problem is like starvation. It's not like, oh, if I just had a cheeseburger, I'd be fine, right? Their problem is, is housing. Their problem is mental health. Their problem is uh, medical health and their you know, support that they receive or don't receive. And, and their problem is alienation from society. You know, like for a lot of them with PTSD, it's tough to reacclimate.
1: Yeah, I, I'm looking at some stats here. And it says 3.1 million children under five each year die of starvation.
0: In the United States,
1: yep. In just the United, States. that's wait. How many? Three million a year. Three point one
0: million. I that must be a typo or something. Like, there's no way that a a one one percent of the country's population dies every
1: year of starvation under no nutrition. Way. Under nutrition, this this does extend it a little bit variably, but it's still up the same alley. Undernutrition is a contributor, uh, contributory factor in the death of 3.1 million children under five year under five every year. That's just under five, and that is coming from.
0: Yeah, it's a a, a contributory factor, not necessarily like the cause of death.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, if, if we want to hash it out and be straight. Yeah. It's the trying contribute. Sneak
0: that one past me. I ain't going to let that. Yeah, I don't
1: think that's sneaking. I think it was being a little more logical, but if you want to break it down, you know, contributory factor. Okay. So we're talking about somebody isn't getting access to healthcare or somebody that can take their blood sugar and find out what their nutrition needs are and taking the abundance of the, putting in a package together and helping them survive. We have the knowledge it's been given to us by millions of other people through a lineage and we're not sharing it. We're hoarding it, just like the Native Americans say, how can you own the land? How can you own the water? It's when you're born on this earth as a human being, it is all inherently yours and we should be sharing it. It's the only way for us to propagate in a way that doesn't negatively impact the world because then we all share. I'm going to start singing
0: Kumbaya right now.
1: Okay. (laughs) I mean, yeah, it sounds good.
0: Like, trust me, I would love for that to be the case, but
1: gosh, I just don't see it. What happened if you're on an island with five people? You get hungry enough
0: and that person next to you looks like a big pork chop.
1: I'm just saying, you know, know. I'm with Gandhi. I'm starving myself, you know? No,
0: no. If you and I were stuck on a desert island about day five, you'd be thinking like, I think he's got at least like 60 pounds of meat on him. No. Well, maybe you'd go vegan. I don't know. You'd find some leaves that you could
1: eat. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm not worried about the meat. Like I, I would figure it out. Like I wouldn't, that wouldn't be an option to me personally. Don't, I would be, I don't know. you
0: never know. You never know until you're in this situation. Look at the Donner party. I bet they didn't go out that day thinking like, yeah, I would eat my sister. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, people get, you know, intercourse with animals. I don't see myself doing that Whoa. either. <clears throat> Whoa. This is is That's a, a decision. Show. This is a family <laughs> show. Okay.
0: We'll talk <laughs> about cannibalism. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. Yeah.
1: Right. But like, you know, people get to make their own decisions and I'm I'm not going to do that one and whatever the Dahmer party would. Me personally, I feel that... All right, you better not get stuck on an island with me then. Hell no. I'm good. Chop, chop. You a pork chop. I'm, I'm not a pork chop. I'm, I'm not plump enough, but I am getting there. Age is coming.
0: Oh, I hear you there. I hear you there. Hey, hey, so you and I live in the same city. Yeah. Bellingham. Um, I was born here you moved here, but you've lived here long enough time to have seen the city change. Are you noticing a big change in the city in Bellingham over the last couple of years?
1: Uh, the Bellingham I moved to is long past. I mean, everything changes with time, but it, like technology, is rapidly changing in Bellingham. Um, I think the small town appeal is gone. COVID was a final blow to it. Um, the changeover hasn't even happened yet but you see all the empty buildings I think those are um, going to be swooped up by corporate uh, connected people or people that are going to just start up a local like one that's sponsored by a corporate entity <laughs> a local the, what? like you'll see down um like the donut shop rocket donuts gets replaced with this you know weird, Californian sandwich shop. That's all like, you know, hippie and rich. It? It, it's for stoners. I think it's called. Um... What are you yeah. complaining about? I'm not a fan of that Your demographic, bro. I'm not a fan of that dietary choice. And what is, I am... like, what is it? Well, it, it, it's mostly like food that's just slathered with like nacho cheese sauce and you oh, know, it's it's total. No, it's, it's completely the, the wrong direction and again like what we know like yeah they're selling us that that's not we know that's not good for you in a healthful way so why is that like what's taking over like the prime selection when the choice is obvious we shouldn't even you know to me that type of stuff shouldn't we know better than to we feed people at mcdonald's yeah I
0: mean, like america that's america's like final sin you know if if it was one of the seven sins it was like we we would be gluttony You know America. That that's it. Like more. Wally, yeah. (laughs) Like you talk about 1984 and Brave New World. Like Wally is the dystopian like fiction
1: movie. Well, nonfiction movie. Maybe we'll see. I hope it's not done by the same guy that did The Simpsons. (laughs) Why? Because then it would be the it would be the future because they predict everything.
0: Oh well, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's become a running gag. Yeah, I mean, I saw an article the other day that said in Bellingham, auto grand auto grand theft auto auto theft is up over three hundred percent this year over last year. Like, there it's on track to be anyway. Anyway, like there was more, there were more auto thefts in the first quarter of twenty twenty two than there were in the entire year of twenty twenty, because like through the through COVID twenty twenty one. There were a lot of administrative choices made um, with the the jail and the sheriff's department and their 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 methods of apprehending and prosecuting. And the trials were taken forever. Trials were suspended. So, you know, if somebody got arrested and charged, they'd be released. And then it might be months and months before they even see trial. Um, people weren't getting booked in jail. Uh, they weren't patrolling, you know, and they were understaffed, you know, because, you know, defunding or whatever and then we're seeing this huge uptick in incidents like that not not just auto theft but all kinds of theft i saw an article uh, yeah there's an article the other day on the bellingham herald in a park and like uh the one on uh parkway this guy had a it was called a large cutting cutting utensil like a machete basically and was chasing families around this family with a little one-year-old baby saying he was going to rape and kill them and Like this happened, this went on for a while before the cops were able to find him like hours later. And shit like that is happening so much more often these days. And it just, like you said, it's kind of lost that small town charm, you know? And it's like, we have some really serious like big city problems here in a small city.
1: It, yeah, I mean, it's it definitely making a threshold breaking point just by the by the numbers, but also by the the appeal and what's being established here from a corporate level and the people that are buying houses. I mean, you probably see it. There's a lot of outside money coming into Bellingham right now. Yeah. And that is what is doing it. You know, yeah, it, it, it helps that, that outside money bring us that California dough, baby. But it's going to bring that California show. And I don't want it to necessarily be what Bellingham's about Um, it. One is outpricing people like myself who are, you know, trying to do the good old, you know, American hustle. And, you know, you can't financially make it unless you're making over a hundred dollars an hour. You know, if you really want to make it, like have my own, I got my house paid, like we're, we're in, like we're up around 40 house paid for ready to go on vacations i got my own private like drone jet that i have purchased from tesla that's going to come out in four years you know what's up with that i use the tesla trucks tight like if i wanted to go to mars i'd buy one of those and they could just shoot me home all the way in there in the fucking tesla
0: what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> shot up in the air in a cyber truck i don't it's a spaceship, bro
1: well he shot his first car out there it's circling it's orbiting the sun
0: yeah and there's a fucking skeleton inside it
1: it's not a person. It's a fake skeleton.
0: Well, I know, but, <laughs> you know what that person would look like if they went
1: up there. I, I don't know. They'd probably like, poof. They'd be like, oh, oh, it's a
0: vacuum. So there's low pressure. So they would just like...
1: Yeah. They'd like
0: freeze because it's also like, you know, negative. It's like...
1: And nothing's hit point, the car out, yet.
0: Out in the oh, middle no. of darkness of space, it's like true zero, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're
1: right. Yeah, no. it, it It's crazy. It wouldn't be... It, Far-fetched to think you know and if we took our potential and our thoughts and shrunk down the technology like we have a cell phone we could possibly see in five to ten years us being shot into space and spaceships that size
0: this is totally a high conversation (laughs) so but back to the crime in the bellingham have you personally have you personally been a victim of crime
1: oh god so many times i grew up in tacoma
0: well, I mean, while living in bellingham
1: like, <laughs> i know you're, um, you're from you're from yeah um, like i yeah, i've been yeah i've been assaulted many times um uh but uh in bellingham uh, no but i did live with a guy that murdered his mother and tried to rape his mother <laughs> like seriously what yeah. I did. I, when I lived with him, he hadn't done it yet, but we moved out. It was the first place we moved when we moved to Bellingham and then we moved out. And, you know, like a year later, like I tried to tell him I was, like, you're in a bad situation here and personal stuff aside. And then, um, you know, like a year later, we find out that he got high on methamphetamines thought he was a werewolf and then thought his mom was a vampire and things went all sideways. And, He's actually supposed to be let out of prison on like, because they, they considered him since he was under the influence of methamphetamines, they considered him that his mind was altered and he wasn't of the right state of mind. And they're going to let him out, which I find that that is a understanding of a justice system that doesn't have the results that I think they should have to allow that. But, you know, in a society like the Venus Project, they would exist
0: how about this how about we take people who do that and we put them into outer space just like in Elon's convertible you know like
1: I just pick a planet and be like that's gonna be pedophile planet if you make it there good luck like
0: Australia yes like (laughs) Australia was the penal colony for England like let's find somewhere new that's probably shitty that we can just move you to yeah hey Mars you guys have you ever thought about (laughs)
1: I, you know we're just going to send our worst there um, yeah. Nah I don't believe that I'm a, I'm a fan of uh, You know that, that sounds like
0: the origin story For a really good sci-fi novel Like it sounds like The Expanse The TV show The Expanse It's like in the future there's a Mar- Martian culture That's like humans who had immigrated to Mars And then there's actually a war with, with Earth And you know stuff, 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 stuff.
1: Raised by wolves HBO Max
0: Sure
1: that, Yeah I assume that it's
0: yep.
1: relevant. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Super so
0: <coughs> you and I were on Zoom a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Making empanadas.
1: Yes, that was fun.
0: Yeah, in that class. Uh, so what was that experience like for you?
1: It was great. Um, interactive uh, cooking with the wife. Um, you know, it was awesome. I mean, we had a hiccup, you know, sometimes our communication breakdown. Is a little, uh, you know, here and there. Uh-huh. You know, don't ever tell your wife, hey, you should whip it this way. Just let her do her thing. If it comes oh, out, yeah. it's great. You know, you're swear. But, um, you know, it, it, it was fine. Um, I had a great time, though. It was fun. We had some wine, uh, yes. learned some new tricks, and, yeah. you know, kind of got a little more brave in the idea of doing doughs and things like that in the right. kitchen. It's kind yeah. of intimidating. Well, just anything new like that. You're just like, that's the type of stuff that, like, i'm interested in and i wish that like as a group we could just that that was something you did like hey you know it we're doing an italian thing down at this place and you have a bunch of people go down there and you just hey we're making dough we hang out we drink we make dough we throw together a great meal it is you
0: just have to be italian it's like you go (laughs) i think if you're in any italian family it's probably like I imagine that's a way of life. It's like Saturdays, we got our on you know, and we make the yeah. dough, we make the pasta for the week, you know, I'm going to get canceled for doing an, an Italian accent. I think. But, oh God, uh,
1: whatever. I could have went with wontons or, you know, those little bun rolls.
0: Oh yeah. Don't do the Asian impersonation.
1: Oh uh, yeah, exactly. You're going to get sm- smooth. Mike Bruce Lee is going to come in and be like, I do not think you're nice. And then he's going to hurt my feelings because I love Bruce Lee. I want to be water, my friend, but you know,
0: You don't have to be Bruce Lee to be water.
1: No, no, I I like, uh, I'm just admiring him as a person. I I really like uh, the way he went about his things and his growth as a human being. Um, I think that it was a valid uh, impression that he left. And his idea of the Jeet Kune Do um, is a beautiful example of taking like old, adages and developing them in a new way because it's kind of like religion martial arts and the way of life all in one he like took kung fu the dao and the bible and smashed them all into one thing and i was like hey like this is a good way to go about life through martial arts it's hmm. it, it, it's a really it's a really unique perspective on it um i really yeah i'm a big fan of
0: that i didn't martial know that i thought he just kicked ass
1: Oh, he, he, what he, his theory behind it was the, like, you know, you can use martial arts to explain it. I came here and he knew like Kung Fu. Right. And that's what he knew. But then he learned American boxing and Chuck Norris taught him a roundhouse and he started to learn all these different techniques.
0: If, if he had taught Bruce Lee something like you could legitimately say that. Well, wow. right? I,
1: I earned it. Take me now. But like, you know, he he was so cool that he he understood that i could take this situation and i could apply it to this form and it makes me a better fighter it makes me a better uh better in this area of what i'm trying to achieve so he learns the roundhouse he learns the hook he learns all these things and he continued to combine them and be like water like so he adapted to the tea you see the teapot be the teapot you know and he became and adapted to his situations so he had all these tools in the belt so that whatever situation he could adapt to it and that was kind of his theory about going through life was like you know be fluid, be water, be able to adapt to your situations, always learning, taking what is around you and putting it to use, and those type of things. It's a but he teaches you through martial arts, um, which is a base in like Wing Chun, uh, Kung Fu, American kickboxing, those type of things.
0: Cool. I did not know that. Okay, I've got a couple uh, random questions for you but very important questions metaphysical metaphorical questions are there more doors or wheels in the world Hmm. and that's counting doors like cupboards you know car doors house doors
1: yeah yeah i mean and are we counting like the 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 card like places that are just like Dead cars where they have like lots and lots and lots and lots of yeah. Cars every
0: door in. in the world, every or wheel. Every,
1: or Even every like wheel. Hot Wheels, Hot Wheels, like in like toy wheels. The door opens, okay.
0: And also, or wheels, wheels, or wheel. are there more wheels and any kind of wheel.
1: Well, yeah. See, then I'd say wheels. It's I would wheel. say that the wheel is more important than the door. And are there more of them? Yeah, because you think about it, like little Hot Wheels. There's four wheels on that sucker bitch,
0: and probably four doors.
1: Are you talking about, do those doors open?
0: Like, did, no, but did, I mean, there's, there's not more Hot Wheels in the world than there are cars.
1: Well, I'm just talking about, I'm just talking about Hot Wheels. There's other, other instances. Why are we talking about Hot Wheels? Because of wheels. How many wheels are there? Like you, you got all the other toy That's wheels. a very
0: specific brand, like one brand of toy car.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, it's cool. People collect them. You think about how many wheels. Yeah, no, ever. but like think like about wheels. cars, like actual
0: big cars, you know, like yeah. there's way more of those. The, that's ones. a different
1: wheel, though. We're some talking have about
0: them four, four doors, some of them have five doors, some of them have probably ten. Doors. But they got five four doors.
1: wheels most of the time. Yeah. And 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 a fucking motorcycle has no doors but two wheels.
0: Well, that's true.
1: That's uh, a good point. Yeah, yeah. You got ATVs,
0: all these okay. different examples. How many wheels does your kitchen have?
1: Well, I actually have. I have at least four because I have a little stool that rolls around.
0: Okay. And how many doors
1: do you have? Probably about 20. Yeah, that's a lot. And yeah, yeah. It's
0: just your place, everybody else's place. They got way more doors and wheels.
1: Yeah, but there's, I mean, there's excessive amounts of extra wheels, like I said. Then there are like there's so many houses, but how many like toy cars capitalism are there? will fail
0: because we've produced too many wheels.
1: Well, it depends on what the wheels are made of now. Now we just said wheels like rubber wheels, like car tires. Like that's different. If it's tires, then I think your answer would be completely different. I think then I'd go with doors. Hmm.
0: Interesting. You just said You're on team wheels, huh?
1: Well, if it's just wheels, like you're talking about, like, horse-drawn carriage wheels. Wheels. Yeah, Yeah. like, yeah, then wheels, man. There's so many fucking wheels. The wheels on the bus go round and round. Like, one bus, so one door on a bus, how many fucking wheels?
0: Right now, I see zero wheels in my line of vision, and I see, like, five doors, so.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, perspective, man. Like, where's your perspective at? Like, if your perspective is on a room that has one door, and then there's, like, three million fucking Hot Wheels in there. Think well, about one how many door doors
0: every every hotel has, you know, like these hotels that have four hundred doors. I you bet know? you there's more Hot Wheel wheels
1: than there are doors. Not
0: in the damn world. it with the Hot Wheels. <laughs> right? like, Jesus, are you are you sponsored? Are you like plugging Hot Wheels right now?
1: No, I wish, but I I am open to the opportunity if they would look into me. Yeah, Rybo, you know, catch me out on the social.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, number two. Is a hot dog a sandwich?
1: I'm on team sandwich. Yes. I you know, I got bread in there. I also go with like things in tortillas being sandwiches.
0: Ooh, that's murky. That's murky. Yeah.
1: I know. I I, I get a little weird. I uh you know, pita bread, pita sandwich. Um, yeah, is a
0: wrap a sandwich?
1: Exactly. That's why I tortilla things, sandwich. A burrito, sandwich, soft taco, sandwich.
0: ooh ooh. so then just sandwich is anything sandwich is
1: life (laughs) i think there is an actual thing that says that (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's probably
0: a a sign that says it on some stupid ass diner
1: if not that should be the opening slogan for the podcast when you get somebody else sandwich is life sandwich is life they're like what's it (laughs) mean nobody knows yeah and you watch this and you'll you'll understand (laughs) i'm on board um, but yeah, I think sandwich with the bread, you know, the condiments, uh, you know, I guess it's like a carb or some sort of like dry outer casing that makes it a yeah. sandwich for me. Okay. Okay. Fair. I'm, I'm
0: on board with you two there. What TV show are you watching right now?
1: Oh, which one are we watching right now? Um, we watch quite a few. Um, we're on the 911s, Austin in LA. We watch those. Um really? yeah. Like what about the, the Dallas one? That's the Austin one. Oh.
0: Austin. There's the ice storm. Yeah, yeah. And that shit looked cheesy
1: as fuck. Oh, dude, that show is completely <laughs> cheese balls. But you know, I, I see Adam like, what? Yeah. We watch a lot of you know, me and my wife, it's kind of our time when she gets home, is we just kind of watch shows and we watch sometimes we watch completely knowingly mundane stuff just to know kill time and be together while before she goes to bed she gets home late We she eats dinner and she's got to go to bed so she can get up in the morning and now we've got a dog and you know yeah. that means we got to wake up at like six and do training and then take care of things and so yeah. it changes you know so that's just part of our schedule though like a lot of shows good shows though this is us i love randall team randall randall well, pearson the is the first two seasons i haven't caught up with it Oh, it, it's fantastic. It, it is what it is. I feel like it's like the modern wonder years, man. It's like the the family that yeah. is the, fa- it's the family show. And it's like the pinnacle of them. They do like a fantastic job. Like 7th yeah. Heaven was kind of like that feel good. It grew up. 7th Heaven grew up and became this show.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. I used to watch that with my mom. Yeah. Um, all right. What do you judge people for most often? Ooh
1: admission of something I do not like, not <laughs> myself. Um, so yeah, um, I didn't,
0: I didn't, I didn't warn you, but this is actually therapy.
1: No, uh, yeah. it's serious. Um, what I don't like about other people. Um, <sighs> lack of integrity and just being authentic, you know, being who you are. You know, if I want, if you're going to be the person that's crazy and walks around stealing from people and stabbing people, just be that person. Don't hide it. Just be that person and I will let you be. I will be like, cool, I'll steer clear of you because I see stuff. I
0: mean, we don't need them to be that person.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's more of like an extreme idea. But like if you want to be the person that creates. You know, havoc around them. Cool. We'll we'll create like a shirt or like a slogan, and you can eat that and wear it all over the time and do what you want with it. And I want to be this person. Like I obviously broadcast with you, and I'm authentically my myself when I'm on here. I'm not promoting anyone else. I'm not here for any personal gain. Yeah. Not not yet. But sign me, and I'll uh, probably tell people not to buy your products. But um. (laughs) So you know. Uh, I look at it like, you know, being authentic and that stuff, I, when people aren't, I am not a fan. Uh, I think it does detrimental harm to people on a mental, emotional, physical, on every level. Like when people are not authentic, it hurts people because then you're not aware to make a conscious decision properly informed about something mm-hmm. because the, you know, nobody wants to be authentic about it. No one wants to say, Hey, this is what the situation is. And you know, like climate change. Well, no, you know, there's five to fucking 13 different stories. There's always 13 different stories because no one can just be authentic about the scenario and be like, yeah, this is what's happening. I don't lose any money because of it or I make money because of it. Like the war and the you know, like America's role in it. It's like, look, how many times do we have to fucking find out that America financially profited by selling weapons to an opposing a country and act like it's not some sort of profit game? that's a decision being made.
0: That was a long way to go from what do you judge people more off for most often? We got I back into that. the
1: politics. I never stop. I'm a horrible okay. person. Okay. For with- me, it was,
0: for me, it was a lot less, a <laughs> lot, lot less deep for me. It's driving. Whenever I'm driving around, I'm like, Oh, you stupid dog. Like we hurry up, you know, like nobody's ever driving fast enough and some people driving too fast. Um, yeah. What is the best compliment you've ever received or put it another way? What is the compliment you like to receive most?
1: Um, I'm proud of you.
0: It, just generally, or like in a specific, like, I'm proud of you for this.
1: I uh, just anything that, you know, when people are proud of me, um, of all areas, um, I, I appreciate it because it, you know, um, typically is going to come when you know you've done something that's an achievement that usually aspires to their better nature um especially when it's like someone that doesn't know you like you you sit there and you're telling somebody about something and you tell them you're a compliment i'm really proud of you for you know being able to accomplish that or do make that achievement Mm. and i feel that it is an authentic you know statement it's it's something that really you know originates really kind of hits me on the strings. So I like it when people are proud of me. That's a good
0: one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that hits at a very like ancient need that we have, you know, from our desire for strong social bonds, you know, like if somebody in your tribe is proud of you, then they're going to take care of you. You know, um, for me, like I remember, I, I, I was talking to a guy from the South. I don't remember who it was or where he was from, but I remember he had a Southern accent and, uh, when we were hanging up, we were like in the conversation, we had a good talk. It was about business and stuff. And he's like, Hey, I appreciate you. And I was like, Oh, thanks, man. And I didn't say it like that, but that's what I thought, you know? And then uh, I've, I've, I've tried to actually say that in a lot of my conversations on end it that way. Say, I appreciate, you you know, and I think it was like, wow, it's like I'm not saying I appreciate this thing that you did or appreciate, you know, the help or whatever. It's like, I appreciate you, you know, like as a person. It's like, that's, that's a nice, that's a nice
1: compliment. I think I use aloha in that matter after living in Hawaii and understanding what, you know, the meaning of that means and the holistic idea of it, mm-hmm. you know, how it's hello and goodbye. I I love you. And it, it just carries a whole nuance to it that I I really appreciate. So I kind of, I think I adopted that. Um, I'm not trying to like culturally appropriate or anything, you know, I just think it's, it's a very nice way to greet people. Um and it's very simple and it, it, it's easy. You don't have to think about it too much. So people with low um, literary or language barriers, you can say aloha and most people are going to be like, oh, hello and goodbye. They're going to understand it. It really kind of spreads.
0: Yeah. What is the most recent moment of joy that you've had?
1: Oh, getting this new dog. Yeah. Yeah, it was weird. Oh, Julie's friend is moving to Oregon. They couldn't take the dog with them. They didn't want it to go to the Humane Society because of the high euthanizing rate. And we went over to meet her. Instantly fell in love. Gonna hate the decision, I'm sure, for like a thousand different reasons, but absolutely worth every minute. Um she's gorgeous. It's gonna be a long road at a year and a half. Siber, you know, I- Siberian albino siberian husky that has very little uh, training that's necessary like still like was you know pee padding it so it thinks it can you know use to go to the bathroom inside because the pads are inside which i think is just a bad way to go about things if you're thinking about it don't do it um but uh breaking her of that and then you know she's a husky she's got so much attitude if you're not like doing what they want or taking them out like five times a day you're going to have consequences until you can establish oh, yeah, some sort of border and we're going to have a you know so well, i'm proud of it if she doesn't get enough exercise yeah yeah i'm i'm proud of like what we've accomplished in the 48 hours like she's you know acknowledged we've got a bond and she's just lovable so i'm 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 really happy about that
0: cool yeah i mean i feel like for for most of us or for at least for many of us like we kind of need that animal component to our lives you know like we 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 love our our human companions you know and our friends and our family members but at the same time there's also something just like eminently reassuring and comforting about having an, a, a pet that just loves you unconditionally like a dog not so much a cat cats are fine but you know dogs just like every day will be so happy to see you as if it was the first time
1: yeah they they, they, they you know dog people dog people cat people cat people uh, there is for each of us and you know when i was a kid i would have been i wanted to do like you know, I wanted to own a zoo. Ryan wanted to own a zoo. That would have been legit. Oh, dude, I love animals, man. Wolves, like I, I like dogs, but like wolves like intrigue me. I like bees, I like insects, I like I like nature, man. Like I really do. Like, if I could, you know, just why don't you do- be a druid? I, if I could, man. That's exactly what I I really when I play DD, I really find kindred like relations with the druid character for that reason because I really do. I like the earth, it's, it's synchronicity, it's depth, and its ability to always amaze me is limitless. And um, I really, if I could devote my time, you know, and I to something I would, I would choose to devote it to that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think that would be a worthy cause, you know, like, I don't get how people, how some people aren't into like spending time in nature or appreciating nature. It's like, even if you don't, you know, want to go out and hike, you know, or like go backpacking and see all the crazy stuff, you know, you want to do a drive by through Yellowstone, sure, whatever, you know, but like at least have an appreciation for it.
1: Uh, it, It's it's insane. Like if we were to harness the power of the sun and it take a hundred by hundred square mile place uh, stack of uh, solar panels and we could power the United States without a problem. We just take a hundred by a hundred square mile piece of freaking Dakota whatever and say so you know you probably have to do it in the would south that
0: all we, we would need
1: yeah uh, Elon did the numbers and ran it and has an example hundred square mile by hundred square mile square of solar panels somewhere down in like Northern Texas yeah. Arizona somewhere where it doesn't matter and yeah. we would be able to well I, I think it would actually help you know if done right. From a environment way too, but we'll explain that if we want to. Oh, yeah. But no, I think um, you know that's all it would take to power the United States, and you know making that decision again. It yeah, well then now you got solar power, and it's that it, that technology is going to advance and become way more sustainable. It won't be like gas where oh we can control the price. It's going to be like no, here's a nano chip or this is a new paint that you just paint on your house and it powers your house, and then you sell electricity back to the grid. And now you have a profitable you know it changes the system and i think that's another thing that needs to be feeling about the venus project technology is almost going to force us, it's going to be too easy like that paint that paint already exists they're just developing it in a fashion that is marketable and more uh, energy efficient that technology exists right now oh, just a, yeah it's just a solar paint you paint the the stuff on there and it absorbs and transfers the energy for you and it, yeah. it, it it's it's a film I just watched a thing on it the other day just because I watch I like technology. So I watched some of the feeds. But um it's just a film. Super lightweight. You can put it on, they're gonna put it on like the wings of drones so that they can continuously just fly around.
0: Oh, that's what we need is 24-hour drones flying over our heads.
1: Well, they're gonna use it to help with internet and connectivity and things like that, um, which is how they're gonna sell oh, you yes. on it. Yeah, well, yeah, they sell you on one thing and then they as the powers that be currently use it in another way. But if you're in a transparent, open system, you just, you get those advantages because internet's dope. That's why why we buy it, because it's got all these advantages. But if you were transparent about it, like, okay, well, and we're also going to use it for everyone to be able to find loved ones, Amber Alerts, all that spy technology. Like if that was just all open, the access to that technology that we don't have access to right now, Think of how much that advances. And then you open source it so people with different ideas and opinions and avenues can manipulate it for the good. And if you have that drive, yeah, bad things are going to spur off. Kind of like the timeline in Doctor Strange. You know, sometimes there's a rogue little one that ferries off, you know, got to grab that shit like Loki. But
0: <laughs> oh many references. That was like a reference pinball, just bing, 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 bing.
1: I've been writing a lot of hip hop and different stuff lately. I get crazy. But um. So yeah, you know, it, it's interesting how it really all ends up coming back to the same thing. It's like one, it all comes back to the same story on some microcosm or macrocosm of, you know, not having a system that prioritizes humanity as a species on an environment and working sustainably with it as opposed to profiting off of it.
0: Well, well, we may never get there. You know, we may have just always be constrained by our, you know, our demons. Um, okay. So we've been doing this for a little over an hour now. Let's finish off with giving you one last thing to plug or share that you want to say, you know, let's take one minute, you know, if you have a, a company you want to plug or something, some social cause.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to take this uh, time now for a service announcement. I have a company that is in the infancy of its birth right now. We're, uh, you know, a couple weeks away from delivery and uh, it's called Rise CBD, R-Y-E apostrophe S -S CBD. Websites and development, like we are so infantile, but uh, we do topical balm at the moment. We'll be moving into other uh, topical CBD balm. Uh, We'll be moving into other topical products. With a focus on natural ingredients that are time-tested, Mother Nature-approved, tag TM that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I think uh, that's
0: already been taken. I think somebody else already did that one.
1: I, I looked it up. I hadn't seen it. Never mind. But I may be wrong because I often am. Don't think I'm. I'm. You know, anyway. I am not who you should get your opinion from.
0: Anyway. <laughs> so rise.
1: Yeah, and it's a CBD company. We're going to do topical products, um, starting with a balm, moving into a uh, deodorant. Um, some other options, and then hopefully into rise and shine CBD sugars and simple syrups um, for your coffee shops, your tea shops, and some other options. Well, cocktails, but also a bakery uh, using it to flavor cupcakes. uh, Does that have CBD? Yeah. Oh, So so you flavor, you can, you can dose and flavor your cupcakes and your cakes. When you do your layer cakes, you douse them in simple syrup, and then you can use it to, you know, my, my thought process is about helping the elderly and being able to sell them because they're, they're so misinformed on what CBD is. They have that like cognitive dissonance about it Mm -hmm. and it could help get them off the pharmaceutical drugs and pare them down, not all the way off, but it could working with the CBD enhanced, the way it enhances your body would vastly affect most of these people and drop their pharmaceutical intake. So I'd like to be able to sell it to them. And I feel like if you go in there, you give them a little expose on the endocannabinoid system, what CBD has been proven to do. And then you say, instead of taking these pills, you eat that cupcake. And then I can go to a bakery and sell them my syrup and be like, you get it from this bakery. Yeah. And then that local bakery right around that retirement home gets some consistent business. The retirement home knows about my brand can, you know, outsource that way. And I'm just going to try to run it that way. Um, my last company, you know, they were like, we're, we're giving 10% to the veterans. We're doing this. And things didn't operate in a keen manner. And it wasn't necessarily as a uh, beneficial for the communities. I felt like we were going to. Okay. So I feel if I build the marketing, and the structure of some of the foundation work before I hopefully get into whole foods, pump that shit. Um, you know, all of our ingredients are natural GMO, uh, free and grown in uh, Colorado hemp and we're happy bunny certified. So we meet all the standards for a whole se- uh, whole foods.
0: Do you have a um, website or social
1: media? We're going to be purchased, like I said, that's in development. We'll have that here in the next few weeks. And, uh, you know, social media will come out once I have that because I don't want to push those too early for people. Then they're going to like, where's the website? So I want to make sure that those come those roll out simultaneously, but they are to be in uh, in development. And we're looking forward to providing education, community, uh, and safe, effective products that come from a history of effectiveness and working together, they create an entourage effect that can really help you and your family and your loved ones out.
0: Okay, that's a good uh, that's a good elevator pitch, I like that. <laughs> Sounds good, so looking forward to hearing more about that in the uh, future episodes, I'm sure. Uh, for now, we're gonna call that an episode. Uh, Ryan, thank you for joining me. Had a good time, had a good
1: conversation yeah always my friend this is always a blast i i really i look forward to it when you you know you get a hold of me i literally set aside time like a weird kid looking for Mm -hmm. his candy so you know i'm a fat kid i love cake too you know we are yeah all right right, thanks for being my cake take care